Hey everyone, and welcome back to uh, the Beach Shack. This is your host, Tyler Buckingham, and uh, this is kind of a unique episode. I thought I would take a few minutes today to talk to you about my trip to the Ukraine um, and uh, kind of do a field notes, if you will, of some of the things that I observed and saw and uh, have been thinking about after returning. I should note that it is great to be back. I look forward to uh, getting together with Peter for some ASPs coming up. And uh, I should say that we've got a great show coming up on Monday with Brad Pickle of the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway Association. We are going to be going to their annual meeting coming up. And this show is going to be all about the meeting, what we can expect, and what that group actually does. Uh, the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway is an incredibly important uh, commercial and recreational waterway uh, on the American shoreline. It's it's actually goes all its roots go all the way back to the founding of the country and some of the early revolutionary battles that were fought. Uh, and uh, that that waterway was actually used for uh, commerce in the early days. Uh, so that's a great show to look forward to, and we thank them for uh, that media partnership. And I should take a quick moment to uh, encourage everyone to go to asbpa.org/conferences and register to attend this year's meeting, this year's National Conference of the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association. We will be there as well, and we will be podcasting, and we would love to uh, see you there. So go to asbpa.org, pay the fee, and get there. All right, well, uh, I, have, I had the rare occasion to travel to Ukraine uh, last week. Uh, my dad is getting married there, was getting married there, so I went to... Uh, support him and, and bear witness to uh, the proceedings. And it was just a beautiful ceremony uh, and worked out great. But I thought, you know, one does not go to Ukraine frequently, I find. So it might be fun for us to talk a little bit about Ukraine and um, the city of Odessa, where uh, we started our adventure. So uh, to get to Ukraine, we we flew, of course, I'm here in Austin. So I flew to New York. Then I flew to Warsaw, Poland. And from Warsaw, Poland, to the city of Odessa, and if you look on a map and you find the Black Sea, and you kind of look at the northern center of the Black Sea, there is a seaport there called Odessa. Uh, and Odessa was founded by Catherine the Great uh, a few hundred years ago, and uh, it's not a terribly old city uh, compared to other cities in Europe, uh, but it is a beautiful city right located right there on the uh, northern shoreline of the Black Sea, and it uh, was selected as a good place to build a major uh, commercial port, even way back then. And throughout the years, even through uh, the Soviet period of uh, Ukraine, the Odessa seaport was, in fact, it was the busiest uh, Soviet-era port uh, for many years, I understand. So uh, Odessa, beautiful city right on the water, climate similar to New Jersey. You can imagine the Jersey Shore. And, uh, you know, Ukraine became an independent country rather recently. We all know that the Soviet Union collapsed and Ukraine er, got, uh, became independent, gained independence in 92. Uh, and since that time, uh, with with the Soviets, with the absence of the Soviets, the port lost a lot of its uh, initial uh, activity, and the economy of Odessa shifted from being a really industrial port city to being a recreational town, a beach town where uh, people from throughout that region, uh, the Middle East, 
uh, really, you know, Greece, that entire area, people come to Odessa as a place to uh, hang out on the beach and enjoy the summer weather. And um, you might compare it in that regard. I would use the Jersey Shore as a perfect uh, analog, you know. Uh, there is a an area of little beach shacks along uh, the shore there um, with uh, sandy beaches um, that are with groin uh, structures built in there. Um, and for the most part, this stuff is incredibly affordable, uh, especially from an American perspective. But you got to understand that, uh, you know, just everything is Ukraine is an incredibly poor country and um, Odessa a city of a million people uh, is an, a quite poor um, city so uh, people choose to go there it's kind of like going to Mexico it's a it's a place where people see a bargain and uh, value to go there and the shoreline is beautiful and um, I have to say that uh, it's interesting when you're there in the center of town uh, looking out the, the, the prince. There's these steps, very famous steps that go down from the, the what they call the boulevard, the main walkway uh, where we were staying at the London Skya Hotel down to the port. Um, but, man, you can see that this place has fallen on hard times. The uh, there there is an old hotel built on on this kind of uh, port structure. Uh, that is completely abandoned and shut down. And that's only about five years old, you know. Uh, our tourism books were from 2012 and 2013. And uh, in those books, this hotel was active and a nice place to stay, apparently. But in that period of time, uh, with the Russian invasion and uh, just with general economic downturn, uh, that hotel has turned, has, has shut down. Um, so when you look around, when you walk around the area, I mean, just a number of things struck me. Um, first of all, the the boats, these these old Soviet era tugboats that they have in there are built like tanks. I mean, one of the things that I just came away with being in the former Soviet Republic is that the old Soviet stuff was built well. I mean, heavy duty steel. Um, you could I, I came away with a strong sense that uh, they, you know, presumably in America, the Soviets were our enemy, you know, in all of our movies for me, I'm 32. So, uh, growing up, my, the movies I watched, even though the, the Soviet Union had pretty much been, you know, been a thing of the past throughout my life. I remember, you know, there's the stereotype of the, the, the evil Russians, the evil Soviets. And, um, you know, I just kind of had it in my mind that we were superior. Uh, we were superior at building things. And uh, judging from uh, the steel structures I saw, uh, the railway stuff, the old rail cars that we rode on, the old locomotives we rode on, these structures, just looking at this stuff, it is heavy duty. These boats out there are incredibly heavy duty. Um, and the other thing that struck me is the breakwater uh, this is a busy port today. Uh, there are ships lined up, just like the Houston Ship Channel. I'm sure it's not as busy as the Houston Ship Channel, but just like any other major ship channel where you see the big ships lined up for for miles, it looks like, going out to sea. The same thing is happening in Odessa, but unlike a, an American port that busy, uh, this port is dilapidated. 
the gantry trains uh, cranes come from like it looks like 50 years of of different crane evolution and the old stuff hasn't been taken down they just put new stuff in um and i would say two-thirds of the equipment and infrastructure there is not uh usable it's too old and it just exists and is just rusting away uh, the breakwater as i mentioned has collapsed in sections and they do have some uh, warning markers to avoid those areas in case a sailboat or something thought it would be a shortcut to sail through but uh, clearly the soviets were responsible for maintaining uh, this and in their absence there has been a uh, there there hasn't been enough money enough resources in ukraine to uh, pay for this and this is also a, a port where uh, many pipelines that pass through ukraine uh, come and where ships are, are loaded up with uh, oil or I suppose vice versa and um, it's just it's striking to see the the degree of commercial activity happening in this port and then to be surrounded by the poverty all around you it, it really makes you wonder why some of that wealth is not coming through and helping to uh, enrich the community where the port is um, and I do find that to be uh, kind of a sad note. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about Odessa? The the city itself, guys, is just beautiful. Uh, beautiful Central Park. The trees were something that really struck me. These big, beautiful uh, chestnut trees all over the city. And the Central Park uh, was absolutely a, a beautiful place to to sit down and have a cold beer and just people watch. Uh, I, d I did a fair amount of that. And um, the other thing that struck me from a coastal perspective is the style of development along the shore. Uh, and it is changing. Uh, clearly, there has been some investment. There is a theme park, actually, a kind of a, a SeaWorld-style theme park called Nemo uh, that is still under construction, um, but parts of it are open. The, uh, the, the big tank where the dolphins uh, perform is, is uh, open for business, and um, there's a, a resort kind of, it's almost like a Disneyland type of thing where you can stay there, but uh, there's a resort that's under construction with the pool, but I'm telling you, it is right on the water. And um, the, this particular area of the shoreline is bulkheaded, um, just concrete straight through. But I do have to say if, you know, I don't know what the uh, sea level rise projections are for the Black Sea and this area in particular, but I was surprised that this was permitted. And that brings me to another kind of observation, which is that uh, much of the old structures, uh, maybe 20 years old from, from when this kind of tourism economy developed are just wooden shacks on the beach. I mean, very simple um, very simple structures, uh, with, with little bars and cabanas, that kind of thing. I mean, just really very basic, but we, you can see new development coming in and, uh, these are kind of what are being billed as luxury condo units on the water, again, bulkheaded shoreline, but very close to the, to the sea itself. And, uh, you know, I, I, was asking some of the locals, like, what do you think of these? Would this be a good place to live? And they all said, absolutely not, that that these structures are, like, not permitted and that basically um, a big problem in Ukraine is, is uh, I think we all know, is that it 
corruption is rampant and um for the right uh dollar figure to your local politician or or right bureaucrat in the government you can pretty much get anything permitted so uh, there's a, there was a skepticism as to how long these buildings would last there right on the shoreline but i, I will say they're, they're they are new they look to be built with concrete they look sturdy uh, they're certainly not wooden shacks like the old stuff um, but just in, in general, I was, it was like going back in time, going to Odessa, Ukraine. I mean, the style of the development, the, the lack of, uh, any sort of shoreline, uh, plan, developmental development plan was striking to me and something that, um, I definitely wanted to highlight. And, you know, there's another thing I wanted to talk about. So I, I should say on our trip, we uh, I went with my girlfriend, Selena, and uh, we just had a lovely time. Uh, one of the cool things we got to do was uh, travel to the far western side of the country, which is not coastal, but kind of in the in the mountains, uh, to the city of Lviv, L-V-I-V, and uh, different language over there. So in Odessa, they speak Russian, and in Lviv, they speak Ukrainian, which is really an, an odd language, kind of a combination of Polish and Russian and German, maybe a little Austrian, too. And um, it was a beautiful city, very reminiscent of Western, of, uh, you know, like Prague. Uh, beautiful little houses, uh, uh, much more the European experience than Odessa, which really feels Russian when you're there. Um but in all, in my travels throughout the country, I uh, I you know I'm I can't help but think that this is a former Soviet republic. This is uh, this is an area that was at one point communist, and there are certain there are certain things that this made me think about. And I, you know, forgive me, I'm going to kind of muse on what I'm thinking of with regard to kind of our modern political discussion in America. But uh, I definitely came away with a a new respect for. Uh, for going to socialism or going to communism, uh, I, there are it's there there are negative consequences that can happen, and one of the consequences that I saw in Odessa is that you know during the communist era, uh, there was no prop, private property ownership really. I mean, people could have a residence, and the government would uh, take note of that, and it could be passed on, and things like that. But private property ownership was was not a thing, and during when independence happened, property was kind of redistributed to the people. Um, but a, but there was no infrastructure surrounding it to uh, maintain buildings and to do all the things that you have to do to uh, keep housing viable. Um, and because there is none of that institutional, uh, you know, stuff is not there. Because it's not present, uh, people are are kind of hesitant to step up and take responsibility. And like an example would be um, these buildings, many of these old buildings that go back to the Russian era. The Soviets would maintain them for better or for worse. I mean, obviously they weren't maintained perfectly, but roads were maintained. The buildings were relatively maintained. Um, nowadays, it's not uncommon to, you need to watch your step when you're walking around in Odessa. Look above you because uh, these plaster moldings that are just gorgeous will crumble and uh, fall onto the sidewalk and could injure you. And uh, it seems as though uh, there's, a, there's, a la there's a real 
slow <laughs> uh, move for people to understand that they need to take responsibility for these buildings uh, and maintain them so that this stuff doesn't happen so people don't get hurt but also you know to have the the competitive spirit to kind of make your building better uh, compete with the building next to you there's none of that there people just do not view housing that way they just never have it's not part of the culture it's not part of the tradition and uh, I, it was a, just a striking difference and I guess what I want to say is this is just a proceed with caution uh, on socialism stuff. I, I do believe that, I believe that, I totally believe in government. I think this is not a surprise to uh, my listeners out there. You know that I'm, I believe that uh, societies can come together and, and accomplish things together that we can't accomplish separately. Uh, and I believe that markets are not always the, the best solution. But I, having been there and, and experienced this uh, world where markets were, did not exist, at least in certain s segments here, and are now re-emerged, there is there's a, a hesitancy, a problem where people are not, uh, it, it, it's, it's not taking naturally the way I think uh, maybe some, uh, some folks might think it would. So it was just a striking experience, guys, to be there. Um, I know that now we're in the impeachment period <laughs> uh, because of Zelensky and Trump and all that's going on in national politics. I'm not going to get into that. I just want to say, this is going to be my final words here on my field notes from Ukraine. Uh, I just want to say, let's remember the Ukrainian people who are really a uh, fine culture an incredible group of people. Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe. Uh, Ukraine lost 10 million people in World War II. Uh, Ukraine was occupied this, by the Soviet Union, and Ukraine is currently being, is currently basically invaded by Russia. And in all of this discussion of our politics, we kind of, we say the word Ukrainian and Zelensky, and we just kind of forget about that there are real people over there. It's a real culture, it's a real country, and having had the pleasure to visit it, um, I have to say that I hope that we can keep those people in our minds uh, as we adjudicate our own national politics and remember that this all boils down to uh, America trying to help this country uh, get its get established, and it's still very young, it's still a very young country, and it still very much needs our help. So with that, I'm going to sign off here uh, with this very special Field Notes edition from Ukraine. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, look forward to being back on the American Shoreline Podcast Network with more great shows coming soon. <laughs>